0: ICBC, Meet Unshackled, Dimitri Downing. Wow, it's a great crowd. There are interesting people, thought leaders, business owners, individuals from across the world gathered here. We can see Spanabis next door. There's a sense of anticipation as to what's coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. A giant gathering of not just the B2B, but the B2C from across the country of of Spain and, and Europe. So things are very exciting. I'm pleased to be joined by another one of the cool individuals that we've met here that I'm just going to meet for the first time now, but he's like a legend. And I, I, I'm like embarrassed that we've never met. But Ben Lind, how are you doing? Doing well. What what are you, what are you finding here today?
1: I'm uh, stoked to be back in, uh, in Barcelona at the ICBC. So I think this is our third or fourth ICBC here. Um, are
0: you flying in from California?
1: Yeah, I flew straight from California. Super jet lagged right now. When did you When did you get here? Last night.
0: Okay, wow, Matt. Yeah. So you're like probably haven't slept at all.
1: No, barely. It's been a, a huge turn and burn for like... us.
0: Okay, well, we're going to we'll get some deep truth out of you because he's a little hazy. Mm-hmm. So you are the owner and the chief science officer for the Humboldt Seed Company.
1: Yeah. My family's been growing and breeding cannabis for three generations. Uh, my uncle still has some plants alive in his uh, closet from the 1970s that he bred.
0: That 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 is absolutely incredible. I think our producer should take off her phone, her headphones, and sneak on in here. We got like twelve. But you can probably do this. We're going to cheat here, because our producer is a tremendous grower herself. Oh, right on. So I think she should be part of this one because we have a legend here in the growing community, and our and our producer. I De- just
2: grabbed some of these seeds yeah. that uh, you guys hooked me up with, so I'm excited to pop these in the soil.
1: This right
0: is on. Dusty Blanco, our co-host, who's executive producing here at the ICBC. So How's it tell, going,
2: guys? Good to see you guys. So, now. third generation Front. grower.
1: Yeah, it all started on my uh, grandfather's farm. It was my mainly my aunts and my uncles were kind of hybridizing some of the hemp that was growing wild there. Uh, they brought up seeds from Oaxaca. Whoa, whoa! Oh, I'm from yeah. Oaxaca. Oh, respect, respect. Well,
0: hometown. Oaxaca. Okay, well, keep going. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, they brought up seeds. We're hybridizing some of the hemp. This was back in the, I mean, 70s, uh, early 80s. And, you know, they brought probably the, you know, the swag that was growing in my in <coughs> ditches along my grandfather's cornfields from, you know, 3% THC up to 8 or 9% THC. What, no what state was that in? Uh, that was actually on the East Coast. I grew up in uh, a small town outside of uh, Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh.
0: East Coast, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So then what happened with your grandfather? Your grandfather started growing in the late 70s?
1: Yeah. So they were growing and breeding and it was, everything was on super down low, obviously. Um, they are were- breeding some strains that were really skunky smelling. Um, they actually get, wound up getting in trouble for those uh, smells that they were producing. <laughs>
2: people were smelling it miles down the road. Yeah,
1: exactly. People were, yeah, people were ripping them off. And, you know, the painter would come and he would smell it and come back a week later and harvest it for him. <laughs> oh, uh, no. You must know Dan pretty well. Oh, yeah. Dan's a legend.
0: Yes. no, Dan is a legend. You guys are both legend. Dan, you can sneak up here and just listen to him.
2: Come hop in, Dan. Just come,
0: say, just come hang out. Come hang out. We're, we're getting to know him. <laughs> but well, you can hang out too. You can ask them the tough questions. Yeah, I definitely want. go on. So, so your grandfather started.
1: Yeah. So it was my grandfather, my aunt's, uh, my aunt's, my uncle's. So, this is how cool
0: ICBC Good. is. We can just chill. Can, can you hear me? No. You got. You got. To come Flip up it here.
2: around.
0: Oh wait. Oh, got the that. Oh, there you go. I backwards. There you go. All right. Get that little mic there.
2: Hello, hello. We're in your house. Can you hear us?
0: Golden. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Hare from the Jack Hare brand. I always mispronounce it I know. A, well, I have a Mexican R problem. So <laughs> say terror. Terror. <laughs> say her. terror. Her. 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 Okay. But I always it's say her. Yeah, well.
2: Her. Her, her, her.
1: That's how it's spelled. Her-
0: you guys you guys are both legends in the cannabis community, and so it's an honor to be standing in between you two. We're getting to know we have another podcast. We'll get to know Dan a little bit more a little bit later. And we have one from Mexico City with Dan. But back nice. to back to Ben. He was just telling us his grandfather and then moving on.
1: Oh yeah, my aunts and my uncles just were breeding the strains that were getting them in trouble because they were smelling so strong. So actually my uncle bred the smell out of cannabis in the late 1970s. The strain kind of smells like roses. He still has it alive today in his garage. It's hilarious. It's the same as crazy sativa plant that you know it flowers it looks beautiful but it's he flowers it under this like in this old stealth box in his garage under some <laughs> compact fluorescence so we've come a long way from there but it's cool that the family's still hold, hanging on to some was, of those genetics
2: was that around the same time when you guys figured i uh, you know the super freak strain that you guys have
1: yeah the super freak really popped out of the ether that was she grows. the originally uh, discovered That's by funny. a by Jordan of uh, freak Show Genetics and he okay. brought it to us and it needed a, a tiny bit of work just to really stabilize it but to this day he swears he brought that in from a different dimension if you Dude, look it if you look at that strain does not
2: it looks from out of this world for sure it, it's a freaky alien looking flower you don't see you know a flower that that grows so it's like three leaves that it has
1: yeah three leaves super it's serrated it looks like a fern skin, more yeah, than it looks like cannabis. It's like a, like a chrysanthemum a, maybe yeah
2: like a sativa almost, but what it what is the actual is It's it?
1: definitely a sativa, sativa dominant experience. Okay. So whether the genetics are a huge mashup, mm-hmm. um, so I guess technically it's a hybrid, but the experience is like really terpinoline-based um buds that are grows like a sativa, flowers like a sativa, definitely yeah. smokes like a sativa.
2: So <laughs> what was your experience when you first smoked it? Were you
1: I didn't believe it was weed. <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was like, what is this stuff? This is somebody's <laughs> pulling our leg. This is like yeah. just some weird like like other weed seed not cannabis seed like, is mixed this I, things. is this a weed yeah and <laughs> even if you look at the seeds the seeds almost look like um, caraway seeds or like celery seeds really yeah they're like very very like like uh, more round and they're very white colored very light colored
2: that's so interesting yeah I've yet to pop mine but
1: oh cool we'll have to remedy that
2: yeah I'll, I'll let you know how that one goes
0: so when did you get involved in the family business and and, and how to, how did how did how did that come about
1: so my parents always really Kind of tried to steer me away okay. from cannabis. So yeah, he's clearly
0: could, the college kid blue suit guy here. Well, I, yeah, I know. I
1: well, I, I got elected to be the college kid suit guy at the event. Of <laughs> uh, the this is not his normal dress. No, yeah, no, no,
0: no, no, no This I've, 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 I've
3: seen him in the wild. This ain't it.
0: No, we're a little chilled. He's got like the ICBC blue suit on. You know, Wait. no, you look good though. You look good You dress the part.
1: Usually it's skate shoes. Yes. And yeah, so.
0: Well, you got to represent the company. The it's Cali a buys. changing world. That's yeah. okay. But you, but you're putting you know, both feet on both sides. It's good.
1: Yeah. Well, you come somewhere like this, or especially when you go to Berlin, everybody's super proper and uptight. Yeah. And if you don't look the part, they're not even going to give you the time of day. Yeah. Well, Spanabis,
2: you'll be able to relax a little bit more. So,
1: so stoked about <laughs> oh spanibus. tomorrow, no suits. Yeah, no yeah, suits. No suits. No, no suits. more. This was the only jeans the only and day jackets. For that.
0: But so, what are you doing here? I know you're at ICBC networking and mingling with the European great, some of the American great. and uh, are you exhibiting at Spanabis? What?
1: Yeah, we have a booth at Spanabis, so we'll be selling seeds retail. Um, okay. folks there it's great to be able to reach the you know backyard grower just the hobby tent grower Mm -hmm. Um, and then here we're kind of just networking just um, seeing what's going on in the world kind of you know saying you know seeing what countries are coming online what they're doing what they're looking at if their you know home grow is going to be an option and you know what different you know medical applications are being looked at all the new you know reef cutting edge research that's being done is really you know those people are here today
0: so your role, you're, you're the chief science officer with the company.
1: Yeah, I do science.
0: What what is that? What does that entail? What's your on a daily basis?
1: Science. Uh, I was looking quanti- quantitative quantitative analysis of cannabis. Just, I mean, nice plug.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, no. I was doing a science song. <laughs> Bill I the science guy.
0: <laughs> so, so you do quantitative analysis of different strains? Yeah, the...
1: we do a lot of terpene research. So terpene research? Like, we'll look at, you know, every year we look through tens of thousands of different plants doing, like, you know, huge, large-scale pheno hunts uh, where nice. we look for our unicorn. We call them unicorns. The, like, different, yeah. the,
2: the different weird strains?
1: Yeah, the one that stands out that, yeah. for whatever reason, it's funny. You'll, like, have, like, a, 20 people walking through a field, and they'll all gravitate toward one plant or two plants.
3: Yeah, uh-huh. it's a w, it's a WTF, like, what?
2: Yeah, just the one. Yeah, that's obviously so, the one.
1: So
0: you travel around the world doing this, or what? How now, is yes. Yeah.
1: Now I've been blessed. Yeah, we've been working in uh, Jamaica, Colombia. We have a lot of work, uh, good work going on in Canada right now. So we're able to access the global market. What About
0: China, Thanks. I always wondered what's going on in China. It's a big country.
1: It is a big country. Yeah,
0: they must have a lot of things happening there. They have a lot
1: of really cool heritage, like uh, like protein hemp plants. Yeah, like, they have, like the biggest seeds I've ever cannabis seeds I've ever seen came out of China. They're they're monstrous. They look like you know four to five times the size of what we think of as a cannabis seed. Wow, but it's for, as a food stuff. You know?
0: Yeah, that, that's cool. Anything new out of Oaxaca?
1: Oaxaca, I mean, new Oaxaca is so ancient. Yeah, that's like, that's like where like heritage cannabis came from. Like in, in that, Mexico. That's,
0: those are my people. My my grandmother is actually from the deep from the Sierra Norte up okay. high. Yeah, so, and we can hang out in the Sierra Sur. But that's more for mushrooms at San Jose de Pacifico. So if you ever need, like, a, a, a tour guide to take you into the villages, the remote villages that still exist, let me know. I'll just hook you up. My uncle.
1: Oh, man, that would be will, great.
0: Yeah, i take you anywhere. Even I mean, High-altitude
1: high alti- high sativas that grow down there are wild. They're next level. There's
0: nothing in the state of Oaxaca that we cannot access, even remote villages that barely speak Spanish. Very so cool. if you need that, you know, but you've got to travel around the world to find all this stuff.
1: Yeah. It's, That's their job now.
0: Yeah, that's a cool <laughs> job. And you got like a camera coming behind you?
1: Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes we're in places where like the cameraman would be shot.
0: <laughs> no, I love that. Oh, and nice. Colombia too. You got to meet my friend Angie from Colombia.
1: Yeah. Nice. yeah. Mexico's really coming online right now. Like you guys are blowing up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. As far just as like.
2: Le- just legal, but not to sell? It's,
3: it's just legal, but just not legal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's just legal,
2: but not legal.
0: It, <laughs> you, you can <laughs> grow it yeah yeah there's empatos where you can do weird little things
2: if you find it, you find it
0: no <laughs> but, but no but I want to mention so so there's all these uh weird uh named not weird name but just unusually named uh strains in colombia but then and I'll introduce you to her her brother is with the he's a captain in the gorillas oh wow. and they travel throughout the jungle regions south of where these strains like Punta Roja. Yeah, Punta Roja, Santa
1: Marta Red. Yeah. yeah, Santa Marta Gold. Those are
0: from the civilized part of, like, the the accessible part of Colombia, South Colombia. But then you can travel into the mountains. And her actually brother is a a gorilla. So if you need somebody to take you, not a gorilla, gorilla, but like (laughs) like a fart gorilla. But they're really more like, all they do is, like, kidnap and extortion. It's really mine, minor stuff. Yeah, no. so, you know, as long as you don't no. have money,
1: you're no, 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 no kidnapping No, no, no but extortion. you're safe. You're safe. Oh, you're okay.
0: safe. Because yeah. it's her brother. Anyways, whatever. Say, so I'm a poor dirt farmer. There's no value. But, <laughs> but it's like Indiana Jones shit. You, you just got to do what it takes to get the, 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 the plant to the people. Yeah. And, and you're that guy.
1: There's so many old genetics out there that, you know, really have awesome attributes that you know people haven't seen like smells that haven't been smelled before mm-hmm. you know tastes that haven't been tasted before in cannabis
2: definitely
0: so you guys are, are both some of the ogs of california so it's an honor to be standing with you guys how did you guys know each other how- uh, chance meeting just uh you know a few years back i was uh
3: traveling up north uh with a friend he made an introduction to uh nat which is uh his partner yeah my business partner and, yeah uh, is he here yeah downstairs and uh, we just, you know, struck up a conversation, interest, you know. There we had was... some really
1: old jack seeds around, so yeah. it was yeah. like it was just about, you know, getting those into the right hands.
3: Yeah. So it uh, it was just, you know, it turned into some some interesting conversations. But uh, bottom line is, it just turned into, uh, you know, uh, a, a friendship over the years. So yeah, you know, no no business, just friends.
0: No, we're we're all about the brands at Mita. Uh, just uh, after years of understanding the modern supply chain, market structure, <laughs> economics and cannabis has really got us believing that the the best people to work with are the brands.
2: Yeah, they're the ones that move the industry forward.
0: They care about their legacy. They care about their reputation, and mm-hmm. they want to move.
1: Don't have any other choice.
0: And access <laughs> as they should. But but they also want to move and access the patient and the consumer yep. faster mm-hmm. than other members of the supply chain. Might want to because of their particular concern about protecting their, their their territory, you know, and that little protectionist sliver that exists in somebody's mind, sometimes clouds people's judgment, but I think the brands and you know, like like Jack, they really want to move, 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 and you guys like, at Humboldt, you want to get as many. You want it as, as much access as quickly as possible.
1: Well, yeah, because that's what it's all about. Like, we started this company, you know, providing seeds to our friends and family. And it's always been about providing seeds for the backyard grower, for, you know, people that find, you know, some sort of, you know, relief or <coughs> solace in growing the plant. Mm-hmm. And that's what's always been my passion and my love for the plant. And just seeing how that can bring joy to other people. Yeah. So that's what it's about. And people that actually not...
2: care about the plant. Yeah. And, not... the, and the end product. Yeah.
1: Not about. It's not always about yep. making you know all the money in the world. It's about you know no. bringing more joy to the world. It's about more the end happiness.
3: user. It's yeah. about this community. You know, it's about what the plant represents to us and for us.
0: Mm-hmm. This is you know. why California cannabis is going to dominate the world. It's going to be bigger than the Champagne region was to Champagne. I I I am certain of it because everywhere around the world, people already talk about California, this California, that. Yeah. But then there's also the spirit. That's coming out of
1: California. And I just don't that's a vibe. It's yeah, a vibe. Sure. Yeah. And, and
0: that's why I'm so excited about the California brands and
3: stuff. It,
1: and
0: it's, but that's a double edged sword too. Uh, because the,
3: California has the ability to grow so much cannabis. Yeah. But then the really special parts of cannabis and the, 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 the loving and breeding of cannabis mm-hmm. doesn't happen at scale. It doesn't happen, you know, like the, the more Appalachia type. <coughs> Growing that is out, you know, throughout Mendocino, Humboldt, and you know the surrounding, you know, areas. Uh, there, the grows are small, but the love for the plants intense. And uh, the the larger scale grows may have migrated from the mountains down into larger facilities, where the intention is to grow great cannabis at, at some level of scale, which brands mm-hmm. actually need. But sometimes you can you can lose your identity. In, in that scale, because the the product isn't given the love and attention every moment that it needs because right. of expediency to the market, and so uh, from a from a global ex, uh, ex, expectation of what may become California cannabis, it's still going to be more reserved growers putting out a product that is more globally recognized, not just the name of California cannabis, you know, and there's, so there's a balance that either has to be struck or built to where, uh, if it is scale and it's going out, um, you know, like when you talk about, uh, you know, champagne, you know, that, you know, they don't have producers in, you know, 40 countries or, you know, but Coca-Cola, you can just create a formula, sell it around the world. But it doesn't, you know. Other than its taste, it doesn't have anything special other than the fact that you've been drinking this sugar syrup for, you know, mm-hmm. your life.
0: Well, that, 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 that That's is, so, right. so how how and along those lines, how long have you guys been selling here at Spanibus?
1: Uh This is our second year here at Spadivis. And and
0: and and along those, what kind of reception are you getting? Am I, am I wrong about the do people say, "Oh, California, I'm in." I mean, what is?
1: There is a lot of stoke for California for the new I mean hype genetics that are coming out this like kind of the cutting edge research that we're really able to do there and just the the scale that we're able to achieve through through license cultivation. We're in gonna california.
0: see if this booth is busy tomorrow, huh'll yeah. <laughs> <Well,
3: his laughs> <booth will> be this <laughs> booth will be busy tomorrow uh there's gonna be strong competition from a thousand other seed companies on, yeah, but there's you know
0: how, how, many, how many other california seed companies there? My guess is.
1: I think there, there there might be one or two. The DNA has a lot of strong ties in California. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And those guys will be there.
3: Oh, f- well, you know anybody that's based out of uh, out of uh, you know Amsterdam and, and Holland uh, have been in the seed business for a minute.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy to see the seed business here because I feel like in California we have this like really well developed flower market. Like mm-hmm. you know people have been growing and selling flower for you know generations in Humboldt. Yeah. And here people have been growing and selling seeds for generations. So you have this kind of like it's a really developed seed industry, but maybe not a really developed flower industry. it's all very, very hush, hush, very, very like behind yeah. closed yeah. doors. <laughs> um, so it's great to come here and see, if, you know, I mean sometimes there's 40,000 people through the door tomorrow. All going to wild tomorrow. Right.
2: Yeah. So I have a question for the, the cannabis growers that are, are watching right now. Um, as a, as a grower yourself, um, what do you recommend or prefer, indoor growing or outdoor growing?
1: I love yeah, both. It really question. depends on where you are and what your kind of local constraints are. I think if you yeah. can grow outdoor, growing outdoors is so much simpler. It's so much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's so much. Don't
2: guess, have to worry about a light cycle turning on off.
1: And the cost, and and being tied to your grow room with an outdoor grow, you can you know leave for the weekend. But with an indoor grow, you kind of have to be there almost every day in that
2: controlled environment.
1: But just but if you're in the northern climates or you know somewhere where you have to be a little bit more discreet about it, indoor indoor growing is the way. But mm-hmm. I, I'm always a I love the sun and I love being outside digging in the dirt. So the,
0: and that's yeah. what we were talking about yesterday because uh, our friend from Colombia she buys uh, Punta Roja for yeah. sixty five dollars.
2: Does it mess pound. with the quality?
1: Nice. What
2: outdoor versus indoor?
1: <laughs> I think genetics really is the key? Because we see a lot of, like, Calif- some of the best California outdoor will stand up next to any indoor. Yeah. There you go. As outdoor. far as terpene California
3: percentage. I'm aesthetics, so. well, that, see, there's the, that's the trade-offs, really, between uh, indoor and outdoor is, yeah, at, least, at least for me, is that uh, from indoor, you might be able to get, you know, a higher bud density, maybe more trichome production mm-hmm. uh, on average, and potentially more Elevations in THC production,
2: which is better for, for extraction, but uh-huh.
3: on the outdoor side, you have the sun giving this plant what it naturally needs, uh, and in a cycle that it was meant for, and so its terpene profiles are much more expressive. Mm. Uh, and even though the, most of the flower is not as dense as inside, the you know I, I keep talking to people if you if you have two genetics that are at Twenty percent or twenty five percent THC. One's a sativa and one's an indica. If THC is your is your defining, you know, uh, molecule, then then they should both be identical if they're both twenty percent. So what's the difference? Mm -hmm. The difference is the terpene profile and the other cannabinoids. And if that is more developed uh, in an outdoor, as far as the you know uh, the terpene profile and its other uh, properties the UV, then, the, the, the UV then, then that and that is that's your that's sort of your chauffeur so if all be all things being equal is THC then the really the your destination your high whether it's high or low you know sedative or more elevated and active it's it's you know what the product brings and that is the terpene pro- profile the smell the taste that is going to come through, I think, stronger in an outdoor product because
0: it's it's more natural environment. Well, there's there's a ton to be learned from these guys. That's amazing. And we're, we're hitting the 22-minute <clears throat> mark, which is our cutoff. So, yeah. Ben, uh, how do people get in touch with you?
1: Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at The Humboldt Seed Company. Uh, Company. Or check out our website at www.humboldtseedcompany.com.
0: And with that blue suit, you must be on LinkedIn.
1: I, I am on LinkedIn, but I rarely check it, so don't hit me up through there.
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us. And, uh,
3: Dan, how do people find you? Uh, Jack Arrow Brands on Instagram and uh, original Jack Arrow Brands on Instagram.
0: Awesome. Thank you. You'll be back on joining us. Jump in and out whenever you want. We love your expertise, and we have much respect for the legacy that your father created. And thank well, you for continuing it. So another great cool. episode of Meet Unshackled. We'll see you here at ICBC. Respect, okay. guys.